This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Hey, I want to talk about the lowly whip. Now, there's equipment, then there's equipment. There's weapons, then there's weapons. I mean, to me, the whip falls into the secondary equipment category, secondary weapon category. Something handy to have. Unfortunately, it's not in all systems. The first place you find it, or I find it, is in basic D&D. And let's see. The Rules Cyclopedia's equipment section, that's the first place I saw it, probably in BX or something earlier. But the Rules Cyclopedia on page 62, the whip does 1d2 damage. That's not good. And some rules, I didn't look too close on this one, but some rules say if you roll a natural 20, you can entangle the person. Well, you know, I'd like to get a little more use out of my whip than that. First of all, watch the Indiana Jones films. He gets a lot of use out of that whip other than hitting people. It's great to scare people away. It's great scaring monsters away. Um, he's used it for like a tightrope, a... Uh, uh, to swing on, you know, to gr- sometimes he can grab something out of the air and yank it out of somebody's hand, you know, things like that. Those are whip stunts, which is okay by me. I mean, that doing that in the game, that would just enhance the game. And, you know, 1D2 ain't much, I know. But it'll really, you know, <laughs> it'll really capture somebody's att- a monster's attention. So... I think that you should have more use out of a whip. I always liked whips, bull whips, things like that, because, I, you know, it's a great backup. It's a great backup for other things. I mean, I've even had ca- characters carry other things like nets and things like that. But the whip, there is some use there. I mean, as a GM, I probably would figure out some whip stunts that I could let players do and this would all be dependent on decks. There may even if you if you're skill based, if you're skill based, you can actually add, you know, whip proficiency. In fact, I think you can get proficiency with a whip in certain, in certain game systems. But you know, you got 
oh man, he's across that cavern over there and that monster's attacking. How can I trip him? Can I do a whip stunt? Okay, fine. You're over, they're over a pit. And you, he does the whip stunt and say he's got an 18 dex, okay? Roll under an 18, you've done it. I'm talking about like old school here, <laughs> okay? Uh, roll under an 18, you do, or, or if you're doing a modern one, you can add a difficulty class, things like that. And he manages to roll, say, a 19. Okay, you got him. What are you going to do? I'm going to trip him. I pull the thing. He falls on his face. Okay, and if he did a natural 20, I would have it wrap around his his leg or both legs, and he was he able to, he was able to yank it and pull him into the pit, and then then you know do something with your whip and you get it off off his uh, off his uh, foot or leg, or you just can leave it on there and just like you know watch him dangle and things like that. Depending on who it is, maybe that's a good way for to get some information out of somebody. So, yeah, the whip has more uses than you think it does. So, if it's in your game system, even if it isn't, hell, I think maybe the dragon added it later to first edition or something like that, AD&D. But, yeah, if you can get a whip, man, go for it. You know, if you don't have enough money, you know. But, but yeah, if you can, go for it. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. Uh, single donations, my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip chart, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Saras. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. Thank you very much. And there's other good podcasts out there, like Dan Gregg's The Young YUNG Young Grognar Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, till I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.